I'm Samantha Bove, and this is She's Too Much. This show is for the woman who's been told that she dreams too much, talks too much, cares too much, thinks too much, feels too much, needs too much. And I say it's about damn time that we are even more. Because that thing you think makes you too much is the exact thing the world needs more of. We are approaching wealthy girl winter. Hot girls know how to do math. Hot girls know how to create an investment strategy and they think about a retirement plan. We are entering hobbit girl season, lit girl season, light those candles, cast spells, sit around and pray to your angels, your ancestors, your guides, bring along your highest self to really enter hobbit girl, hop girl season. Like I am embracing the fact that this next fall and winter, these six months are going to be the most nourishing time of my entire life. And with this podcast, I want you to think about it like a masterclass where we are going to leave you essentially with the blueprint to start to make the tweaks in your life to give you the healing that you want, give you the clarity that you need and the support from within yourself that you've been craving. And maybe if you're anything like me, that support that you've been ignoring giving to yourself through the summer because I'm a Gemini, I'm a summer baby. I go a little crazy in the summer times and crazy in the sense of socializing and traveling and playing is my absolute number one priority. And not that there's anything wrong with that. And I, I actually think there's a season which is usually the summer, to kind of just throw the work out the window. Like if you're listening to a podcast like this, I know you don't have a problem looking at yourself. Like you are trying to accept yourself more, look at your wounds and make sure that those wounds don't affect other people, that you can actually look at your self and look at the world, not through the lens of your wounding, but through the love in your heart. And that being said, I think there's a time to just throw that work out the window and play and live your life. Like, I don't think we always have to be doing this deep work. And since the seasons are changing, I'm personally feeling a call to get deeper into my meditation practice, to journal more, to write more poetry, to really see myself, take care of myself, be tender with myself. And with that, it's requiring me to pull my energy away from a lot of other sources. And so if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to last week's episode on collapsing time, that's episode number 18, I really want you to pause this and go back because a lot of the themes that we're addressing today, last week's episode is just foundational. So go ahead, listen to it, and then come back over here. So I want you to grab a notebook. And if you're driving, I honestly suggest listening to this podcast later. Every podcaster just took a, a gasp <laughs> to tell um, that I'm telling my audience to get the hell out of here. But I really, really, really want you to see this as a masterclass. And honestly, I'm probably going to make this a masterclass at some point. So head over to samantha.bove on Instagram so that you can see when that comes up and you can connect with other people from the community. So get out a notebook. And I want you to make two columns on this notebook. 
One is going to be your draining column. So all of the things that you feel like are draining your energy. And this can be the most subtle, tiny, baby little things like just the amount of text that you have, going to the grocery store, anything. I'm going to give you some ideas of what I had on here. My text messages, apps in general, comparing myself on Instagram. Notice how I didn't just put Instagram because Instagram itself is not draining my energy. When I'm talking to you in the DMs, when I'm celebrating client wins, when I'm loving up on my girlfriends and what they're posting, when I'm looking at recipes, that's all a net positive when it comes to my energy. I feel really good when I'm sharing something that I know somebody's going to see that's going to make them feel seen and supported by me and let them know that they're not alone in whatever they're struggling with or aspiring towards. That feels so good on Instagram. And what doesn't feel good on Instagram is when I compare my timeline to someone else's, when I compare my success to someone else's. And when I momentarily forget that my timeline is divine and that my path is the perfect path for me and for my lived experiences and for the legacy and for the karma that I'm living in and creating right now. So what is draining my energy is not Instagram, it's comparing on Instagram. So I share this because I want you to get really specific when you create what is drain the, this what is draining your energy list. Some more things, timelines and deadlines. I talked about deadlines on last week's episode. Just as a refresher, the origin of the word deadline, a deadline was actually a line that they created around a prison. And if any of the prisoners went beyond that line, they would be shot. And so deadline is really seeped in this very intense consequences that if we set these goals with a deadline attached and we don't meet them, what usually happens? We blame ourselves, we shame ourselves. And so deadlines, and timelines for me have been really draining my energy. And I'm gonna get into the specifics of how, but I just put that on for now. Pressuring myself to work out, that's also really been draining my energy. There was a point about six months ago where going to workout classes and going to multiple days of Pilates per week and hot yoga, it felt so nourishing. I think sometimes what happens is we get into these really supportive grooves for ourselves where we're waking up, we're working out, and we're like, I'm doing the work, I feel so good. And then something shifts, the season changes either externally or internally, and it doesn't feel good for you anymore. And then all of a sudden it feels like you're pressuring and forcing yourself to open up ClassPass and click it. Take note of that because your body's trying to tell you something. Maybe you need a more nourishing, more gentle workout right now. Maybe you just need walks. And so if the way that you're moving your body feels like it's draining your energy, let's own that and put that on the draining list. Another one, and this is one that I will say, I'm gonna preface it, this is a very privileged one on my drainage list, but I'm saying it because I don't want you to not put things on that are draining your energy because you feel bad because other people don't have a choice but to keep this on their list. Example, waking up before I'm ready. I work for myself. I've worked really hard to work for myself. And I had a lot of things born into white skin, born into upper middle class parents that gave me a lot of opportunities to get here. And I want to acknowledge that. And so the fact that I don't have a boss and I can wake up whenever I want and I can set meetings is such a privileged position. 
and I still am acting like I have somewhere to be at nine in the morning. Most of the time, I still find myself waking up with this little bit of rushiness trying to get somewhere because that's when the rest of the world is waking up. But I have worked so hard to get out of the matrix, yet I'm still keeping myself in it by forcing myself up to get up before I'm ready. And maybe six months ago, it was really easy for my alarm to go off at seven and for me to just flow out. But because my internal and external seasons are changing, I'm tired when I wake up right now. I got some hormone stuff going on. I'm, I'm redistributing the way I'm using my energy. And with that, I need some more time in the morning. And so what's been draining my energy? Waking up before I'm ready and waking up just too quickly. Okay, I'll add one more. Dating apps. Dating apps were draining my energy so much. And I wasn't even on them a lot. I would pop on maybe a couple of times a week. But every single time I opened that app, I could feel my heart restrict. And that is how I want you to think about what is draining your energy. I want you to look at the thoughts in your mind and the feelings in your body when it comes to anything that you think could be draining you. You're either going to have a thought and that thought is typically going to be negative about someone else or negative about yourself. It typically is about ourself and it could be physical as well. So a stomach ache, a slouching in your chest, an anxiety in your heart, a pain in your back, a pain in your neck. Those are your signs, extreme sleepiness, yawning, that that thing is draining your energy. Do not judge yourself when you make this list. Pause, put on some music, light a candle, enjoy, make the list. Okay, now that we have that, you're going to make another list that's called nourishing. And so we have your draining list and we have what is actually giving you energy and what is nourishing you. And why do I love this word nourishing so much? Because it's the definition of it is containing substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition. That's the definition of nourishing. It's things that you are doing for yourself every single day that are contributing to the overall wellness and growth in the long term, not just momentary pleasure, not just momentary avoiding pain or avoiding emotion. This nourishing list is things that are going to continue to reap benefits for months to come. And so I'm going to give you an example of what's on my giving list. Meditation, art, this podcast, slow mornings, self-touch, sauna, slow early evenings in bed at 8 p.m., women gathering, meals with my friends, homemade meals with my friends, singing, poetry, doing things that give me a sense of completion, writing letters to people I love, prayer, visualization, Reiki, going to the movie theater. So you can see this can be an array of things. And these could be things that you're already doing that you know you're going to want to make more space for, or they could be things that just come into your mind right now. And you're like, huh, would that give me energy? Take a moment and breathe and listen and open up your heart and ask, like, what would really give me energy? What would be the most nourishing thing for me to commit my precious, sacred time to in this next season? And see what you see in your mind. It may be something that really surprises you like tennis or soccer or different things. 
Take a moment and feel into it. Okay, so here's where things are going to get fun. I don't believe that if something isn't giving you energy, you need to just delete it or let it go completely. There's two options to address the things that are not giving you energy. One is going to be to create some distance or let it go if it's possible for you. If we're talking about a friend or a mom or a partner, just because you think it's not giving you energy doesn't mean that that person or that job or that thing needs to just be thrown out of your life altogether. Some things absolutely can be let go of completely. But I really want to encourage you, and I speak this from a place of somebody who kind of can be an extremist, and I'm really, I'm working on it to not just delete Instagram forever or just move across the country again or just leave the relationship. Well, the relationship part I stayed in really way too long. Not that one. But I can definitely tend to have been a little extreme in my life. And so, yes, some things totally could be let go of. Let's say the guy who's been breadcrumbing you and has not treated you right for months. Yeah, we may just need to delete his number. But anyways, the first category of how we're dealing with these energy drains is letting go or letting some distance. And letting go, I always like to just say for now. Letting go for now. I'm letting this go for now. I don't need to let it go forever. I don't want to put all that pressure on myself. But in this moment, in this time period, I'm going to let it go. So we're letting go or we're just putting it down, creating some distance from these things, or we're transmuting them. We're transmuting these things that are draining our energy into things that are actually going to give us energy. Because some of the things that you put on your list, like maybe finances or your job, those are things that we actually need to create a healthy, nourishing, rich, energizing relationship with. Maybe you put that your relationship is draining you right now, but you want to stay in your relationship. And so we're not going to create some distance likely. Well, definitely if it's finances, please no more distance between your finances. It's time to really look at them and embrace them. And we're not going to let it go. We're going to, I'm going to teach you how to actually transmute that feeling of an energy drain into something that actually gives you energy. I think the best way I can do that is to give you some examples of the way that I've done this with my own list. Okay, so let's talk about dating apps. For me, I just got off of them. Dating a year ago felt so nourishing to me. It felt so energy rich. It felt like all the experiences I was having, whether they were good, bad, or just blah, were giving me energy back that I was flowing into my writing and into my podcast and into my art. And something happened about a month ago and nothing particular. There was no big fallout or anything where I felt like I was seeking attention that I felt like I was using these apps and these ideas of these potential partners or lovers or whatever it was, I was using that as a distraction from myself. And I didn't feel like that for a while. And then all of a sudden I did. I felt like you are, I'm going to be really honest right now. When I first separated from my fiance, my self-confidence was so, so low. Like I remember saying to one of my girlfriends, I was visiting her in Austin. I may have shared this on the podcast. I don't know if I have, but 
Oh, uh, this is embarrassing. Okay. I remember saying to her, I was getting coffee with this guy. He asked me to get coffee. He was so cute. And I remember saying to her, oh, this must just be like a super friendly coffee because he's so out of my league. And she looked at me and she was like, what? You are just stunning. You're so beautiful out of his league. Like, you what? Like, if anything, you're out of his league. And I felt that way in that moment. I felt like because this guy was so handsome and so artistic and so articulate and so intelligent, all these things that I had thought about him, that I was not pretty enough. I was not smart enough. I was not artistic enough. I was not creative enough to even have been considered as something more than a friend. And it's so sad to hear me say this right now, but it's also so beautiful to see how far I've come. But I share this because over a year ago, after years of just not feeling that beautiful in my skin, any attention that I got through, honestly, the little amount of dating I did, it felt really good. That external validation of people mirroring back to me my intelligence and my inherent beauty, it felt really nourishing. I felt really seen by the few people I dated and it really changed me. And it was really exciting to me to feel like, oh my God, like these men see me. They really do. And now because of those experiences and because that's just now my baseline, like I know that about myself and I know that the right man at the right time is going to see me in all of my glory. And what used to be exciting to me about dating was just the idea that somebody could be interested in me. Now, the only thing that's actually exciting is me seeing someone invest true time, energy, and consistency and true deep care and consideration. And at the time, I didn't want a relationship at all. I really just wanted to be in connection with other people in the dating process. And so I honestly wasn't really even looking for the consistency or the commitment. And now I'm, that's changed. So me putting out my vibrant energy into the dating world and feeling like I wasn't getting that commitment and consistency back, even just commitment in terms of like, you know, respect and the attention and the like reasonable answering a text message timeframe. All of a sudden, it felt like just the attention wasn't exciting and it wasn't nourishing anymore. And that's okay. Like there's a season for everything. And so that's why for me, dating apps are just off because it felt like a negative at the end of the day. And until I'm really ready to say, I'm really open and, and excited for and ready for like a committed, consistent relationship, I imagine I'm going to be off them for a pretty long time. If not, honestly, indefinitely. I honestly meet the best people in person, but that's a different podcast on dating. So other things that are draining my energy. So let's talk about one that isn't something that I want to let go of at all, but something that I had to look at and say, okay, I'm going to shift and transmute the way that I relate. I'm going to shift and transmute my energy with this thing to make it actually um, like a net positive experience. 
And so that is one of my programs. So Zen Boss Academy is my online business school. It's currently not open for enrollment because I'm revamping. And I talked about in the last episode how I kept blowing past these deadlines that I was setting for myself that I would say, okay, it's gonna be completely done by September 1st, but then I still had like three more modules to go and all these little things that I wanted to do. And I was like really blaming myself and shaming myself for how long it was taking me. Meanwhile, like I've never built a school from the scratch, from the ground up before. So I don't know why I thought I knew how long it would take. And so it was really draining me. This program, it's my baby. It's hands down the best marketing and sales program I know is on the market for creatives and for healers and for people in wellness right now. And yet it was really draining me every single time I went to work on it and think about it. And so for a moment of time, about a month in August, I just totally let it go. I just said, I'm going to put this down for now. And then when I revisited in September, I said, okay, what part of this program is actually draining me? The part that was draining me the part that was putting the most pressure on it was the deadline. It was a deadline. And so while we can't do this in every single area of our life, I took the deadline away. And if you think about it and really do an assessment of all the things that are draining your energy, I would bet you that some of those things that are draining your energy are things that you put this arbitrary made up deadline on for you to lose X amount in X time or by the summer, you're going to manifest the love of your life or I need to find an apartment in the next three weeks or whatever it is. And if you can give yourself the luxury, the gift, not the luxury, time is our birthright, the gift of time, it's amazing how much more playful and how much more enjoyable those tasks could be when we are not putting the pressure of a deadline on them, especially if we're talking about something like a creative project or a business. Like there's so many coaches and so many people out there selling you that you can make 10K in this amount of time or you can add 500 more followers in a month. For what? Like for what? Those 500 extra followers, like if you don't have the internal like nervous system regulation and the plan to turn those followers into something real and not just a number, not just a vanity metric, then what is the point? Like, what are we all rushing for? If you're just rushing to make $10,000, but you set up no foundation for your business, I'm going to tell you what that $10,000 is going to do. You're just going to burn it on the next quick thing that's going to tell you, oh, now you can reach multi six figures and then seven figures. And then you're going to be so burnt out that you will probably close your business down. I've seen this dozens of times. And so where on this list can you remove a deadline or can you add a timeline that feels really nourishing for you? And so assess like, okay, would adding a timeline or add or removing a deadline make me feel the best? So for me, for example, I've been saying this next six months is going to be the most transformative time of my life, truly. That feels really good for me. There's no ounce of pressure. It feels like it's actually making the winter and the fall season a really exciting time for me because the cold is something that I've been avoiding by moving to Florida and to California for the last 10 years. But by saying, and honestly kind of like brainwashing myself, or I'm not going to say brainwashing, let's just say like brain nourishing myself with this belief system, 
this next six months is now getting really juicy and getting really exciting. And I'm so excited to dig into my art and my work and my healing because I've put this timeline on that feels really good for me. Okay, so I'm going to give you two quick examples that I imagine most people have on their list. If not, you're probably going to add it. So one is going to be Instagram. So if socials, TikTok, whatever your cup of tea is, or Instagram is draining your energy and you feel like you can't delete it because you run your business through it or you like to look up recipes or you like to see what your friends are doing or you like to share your art on it, I'm going to give you some examples of how I have been just totally changing my relationship with it. So one is, of course, do a little seasonal cleaning unfollow anyone who makes you feel less than and don't feel bad about it or mute them. Like for example, I follow one business coach. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I follow any other except for past clients, business coaches other than who I'm actually having on the podcast next week, which is Andrea Crowder, which you are not going to want to miss that episode. It's a lot of these themes actually that we're covering today around building a life from pleasure rather than pressure. But the reason why I don't follow any other business coaches is because they make me feel behind. Most business coaches that are selling selling other people on how to sell, the overarching marketing theme is money, 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 timeline, 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 like quick, quick, quick. And that's just not how I do it. And they always just made me feel behind. So do some spring cleaning, especially around people who make you feel less than. So if you have, for example, an expander, I love Lacey Phillips' term of what an expander is. So it's, it's somebody who does something similar to you or or in an adjacent industry, somebody kind of close to you that is living a life or having a career where they think where you can really see yourself doing that. And their approach to it doesn't make you feel less than it actually makes you feel expanded. It makes it makes you feel like, oh, because they're doing it, I feel like it's possible for me. And so check into the energetics around that and see who are you following that actually makes you feel expanded and energized and who makes you feel low. So one is just spring cleaning, muting and deleting. The second one is going to be deleting the app and only downloading it for X amount of time. This has actually felt so incredible for me. I will say I've only been doing it for a few weeks, but oh my God, deleting Instagram and only downloading it when I want to do something intentionally I don't even set a 30 minute timer, but it usually is about 30 minutes where I'll just go on and I'll do my posts, I'll answer DMs. And it also is simultaneously reprogramming my relationship with how quickly I need to get back to people, which I think is a really important thing that we need to do as humans in general. Like we should not be holding our friends our coaches, our family members to these expectations to answer our text message, our emails, our voxers, our phone calls within minutes or hours. We have to look at ourselves and ask ourselves, why is their delay, their hour delay, our potential partners, people we're dating, why is that delay causing me so much unrest? Why do I feel so insecure? Why do I feel like they have the answer and I need to get to them right now? We need to realize that we are not robots. We do not refresh and recharge as quick as our apps do and as quick as our phones do. We need real rest. We need real space. We need real time as human beings to get back to people. And so start by giving yourself 
the grace and the gift of time to not answer right away. And so with only downloading Instagram, that's about 30 minutes a day. Oh, it has helped me so much. And the second now that I feel like I'm just scrolling, 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 and I can feel my, you know, you know what a doom scroll is, even if it's not doomy gloomy, like my Instagram is really light and happy and I love the people on there, but it's that feeling where all of a sudden you feel just like a potato. You feel like a hypnotized potato. You're like, you're looking and you're like, I don't want to get off this, but I know I could read a book or I know there's something actually nourishing for me that will actually will leave me with an excess of energy that I can flow into the rest of my life. Because I'm telling you, Instagram is not designed to do that. Instagram is designed to only build up your energy from like an ads perspective and a design perspective when that energy is channeled towards buying something. And sometimes that's okay if you do that with intentionality. If you see a coach or you see me say I'm doing a Reiki training or I'm doing this masterclass and you're like, oh, my energy is filling up. I want to buy that. But it has to be intentional. And if you're using the app all the time, it's very hard to see what is intentional. I'm sure you've bought a program before. I'm sure you've bought a product, a shirt, a perfume or whatever that you never used or you didn't really like. So 30 minutes a day has been my sweet spot. And that is how I have actually moved Instagram in just a matter of weeks from the draining category to the nourishing category, which feels so nice. Okay, and then let's do one last one that I know a lot of people struggle with. And that's gonna be waking up before you're ready to wake up. And so again, it's a privileged position to not be able to not have to wake up at a certain time, to be able to set your schedule as an entrepreneur so that I don't have meetings before 11 a.m. I've worked for years to be able to give myself the gift of doing that and not feeling like I need to wake up and start working because that's been my programming since I started school. And if you are not in that place, either by choice or because you don't have a choice, you have to go to work right now and support yourself and your family. Okay, but what can you do? So even if you can't just wake up whenever you want, you can wake up slower. And what do I mean by that? I mean waking up and actually just being with yourself for a moment. The first thing I say out loud every single morning is thank you. And immediately that puts me in receptivity of thank you for my blessings that are to come. Thank you for all of the people, all of the places, all of the memories all of the abundance that you have given to me up until this moment. Just thank you. Every single day I've been doing this for years. And on the days that I know I need some more support from my spiritual support team and from the energy all around me and from my future self and from my dad, I lay there for just a little bit longer. And maybe that's just my meditation for the day is just sitting in thank you. Thank you for all of the times when I thought that the pain that I was in the pain that I thought was going to last forever, you took it away. Thank you for allowing me to wake up another day and get to know myself more today and do better today and love people bigger today. Thank you. And also pray and ask, thank you for the support. Thank you for the person you're going to send me that's going to help me start my business that's going to give me the clarity I need to decide if I'm going to leave this relationship or not. Thank you for all the new friends that you're sending my way, the artsy ones, the funny ones, the silly ones. Thank you. And so you can decide to wake up in that energy. 
rather than the real things that are draining your energy, which is probably not just the alarm clock, but it's the routines that follow you opening up your eyes. It's grabbing your phone. It's going on Instagram. And I say all of this, not because I never do this. There's times in my life when I do, but I will tell you that it drains my energy and it's draining yours. And so deciding if it's only for 10 minutes that I'm going to keep my cortisol in check and I'm going to let it naturally rise over the first few hours, which is what cortisol naturally does. It naturally rises and peaks over the first few hours of you waking up. But what happens when we check our phones right away is that it shoots up. And then what we do following that, since we set that standard of cortisol, of that like anxious energy, we set that for the rest of the day as our baseline. And so we walk around with this higher level of essentially angst and like I'm amped. And then we add caffeine on that. Again, before our cortisol levels have naturally risen, which is why you should wait at least just a few hours after you wake up to have your caffeine and to start to stimulate yourself with the phone. And so for me, it's like if I could just get at least 30 minutes without the phone, amazing. If I'm like doing really good on myself and taking really good care of myself, that's at least an hour. And now for me, it's no Instagram or any of those things until like the way later afternoon. And it's either no caffeine or it's caffeine just a little bit later, like 10 o'clock instead of 8 a.m. And can you on a weekend, instead of just jumping out of bed to go to your workout or go do your things, can you just grab a book and just enjoy for five minutes and just turn this experience of waking up and getting out of bed in the morning into something that is so cozy and so sweet and so nourishing. So now it is your turn. So think about how can you make some minor adjustments, some little micro changes to these things that are on your draining list to actually change them into something that can give you energy and all of this, or what can you let go of? Okay. And if you're talking now about people and for those things in your life that are really draining your energy, but you feel like you can't let them go, either you're not ready to walk away from the relationship or maybe it's a a family member that you have to call that you don't want to cut out, but because you love them, but they really drain your energy or it's just a, a part of your business, maybe like your finances or like putting on the final touches of that programming that are just so draining to you. Remember that you can be in the energy of joy before, during, and after you approach that conversation or that activity that has nothing to do with the actual thing. So what do I mean by that? Well, if captions and writing captions make you just so drained, well, what can you do before a yoga class, a tiny little dance party, lighting an incense, making a yummy cacao drink or a coffee. What can you do right before that puts you in the energy of something that does bring you joy? For example, finances always used to stress me out just opening my bank account and looking at them. What did I do? Well, I combined that with seeing one of my best friends who doesn't live near me. And so my best, one of my best friends, Brendan and I, we've been meeting for over a year and we have rich bitch meetings. And it's genius because what we've done is every single Friday for one year, we meet. And so the beginning, we come with our little coffees or our teas or whatever it is, and we chit chat and we like give each other the tea for like 10, 15 minutes. And we're so excited to see each other and catch up. And then 
we go into our finances and we celebrate our wins and we talk about what we splurged on and what we're investing in and what debt we're paying off. And then we take 30 minutes on Zoom and we actually do the thing that we don't want to do. And is it that fun to do thing? No, it's not that fun. But we started the activity of opening up our bank accounts and our budgets and all of that in the energy of joy and friendship. And so now that thing that used to drain me, actually, I look forward to it because I've tricked myself into thinking it's something I really like. And now when I do it without Bryn, it's not that bad. It actually gives me energy. So your turn. How are you going to let go of, create some distance between, or transmute, or add some nourishing activities before, during, or after the things that are draining your energy? Mm. I can feel all of the aha moments, all of the insights, and I can just see you right now leaving fall and winter and coming into May and coming into the spring and being so happy and so proud and so impressed and just jazzed by the way that you invested in your energy. And the main reason why I told you to to listen to last week's episode on time is because when we do things, because when we say we don't have enough time, we really just don't have enough energy. That's it. Because truly, like if you had the energy to work on your art or to brainstorm about your business after you went to a full day of work and then you took care of your kid and you know he's down by 7.30 and you're in bed by 8.30 and you don't really want to go to bed until like 11.30. If you had the energy, you could use those three hours to do all of that. But if you continue to do these subtle things that drain your energy, there goes your time. There goes your life force to actually do the thing that you want to do. And that's why I'm here. I just want you to do the thing because the things that you want to do, the goals that you want to hit, it's all a part of your karma. It's all a part of the living legacy that you are creating for yourself. And you deserve that. You deserve all of the celebration and the successes and also the challenges and the lessons that turn into wisdom that come from you actually going after what you want and building the life that really, really, really lights your soul up. And that's what I'm here for. If you're loving this podcast, as always, please share it with a friend, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag us. Well, me at Samantha.Bove and at She's Too Much. If you would like to take your intuition a bit deeper and strengthen it up, go to samanthabove.com forward slash intuition. It's my free gift to you with three practices that I've had yet to talk about on the podcast that will help you get deeper in touch with your intuition. And if you have a moment, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tap the five-star button if you're listening on Spotify. Sending you all so much love. Tune in for next week's episode. You are not going to want to miss that one.